Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And I'm back because there's so much going on at the moment, both on a government level and a personal level and on a global level. Uh, remember, as I said, uh, you know that your government is preparing to get involved in a war or to go to war or to participate in war or to incite a war or to, in generally, just go to war. When your resources are being siphoned off, and you can see that very clearly that our resources are being siphoned off, um, not just in Pakistan, which as always is being forced into a war that it has nothing to do with. But then you have Europe and America that are behind this whole war agenda. And that is why now Europeans will also suffer very badly. Um, all those um, resources that they had taken for, for granted, even though Europe actually is not rich on resources and has always depended on import of resources. But the fact remains that Europe has taken those resources for granted. Um, so Europeans will suffer, Americans will suffer, Canadians will suffer. You will have all kinds of inflation, all kinds of shortages, simply because your governments, our governments, are basically stealing from us, siphoning from us. They're gathering all these resources they're gathering the materials, they're gathering all the money, which again, they're stealing from us, just to just to stroke their ego, you know, and their greed for war. And because of that, as you can see, we have a rise in bills. Um, for example, if you look at our gas bill, our actual gas bill is only 700 and something rupees. But the the money that we are being forced to give a fixed amount, there is a fixed amount now set that no matter what your bill is, you have to pay this much extra. And that is almost 2000. It's about between 1500, something like that. Now imagine that we have actually got a bill. Um, people are actually getting bills six, worth 60,000 to 80,000. Okay. And this is for gas, gas, which is the cheapest, most abundant resource in our country. Gas, which can never, ever, ever exceed a thousand or two thousand rupees. People, homeowners, individuals are getting 60 to 80,000 rupees in gas bills. Again, this is, you know, what in our language we call bhatta. Bhatta is, you know, that money that you, that thugs, the thugs of your area, you know, they come and they, you know, force you to give a rent, a sort of a rent payment for just living or for existing in that area or for starting a business in that area. So that is bhatta. They like to dress it up very prettily and call it an allowance. But a bhatta is actually such a word that is also used in English, by the way, as well, um, even though the term itself is Urdu. Um, now imagine that you have to pay a sort of an allowance now to the government just for existing. As if that wasn't enough, um, you know, every single person, as I said, the as I said, my basic limitation is that people usually would adjust themselves when situation gets bad and they try to, you know, do things, make things easy for everybody else and for themselves and try to make the situation better. But our people, they just show their worst sides, um, their carelessness, their inconsideration for others, their unethical practices, their ego, their narcissism, you know, it, it becomes overblown. I mean, look at the I mean, how irresponsible our people are is that the other day I went to the pharmacy just to replace the batteries and they lost the backside, the back cover, the battery cover, imagine, of the blood pressure monitor. And now they have lost it, but they're not taking responsibility for it. 
I have to take responsibility for it. It's suddenly my fault that I trusted them with the machine or with, with the equipment. And now, similarly, uh, you have the National Savings Center, which is directly under the government. That means that that is actually, it belongs to the state. It, it is run by the government. It is run by the finance minister, basically. Um, so in other words, he is in charge of the national savings scheme in Pakistan, where basically through bonds and certificates, you know, you you invest in national savings and you get profits. And it's mainly for retired people, for senior citizens. And imagine that um, they do not even have the common decency to tell their clients if their certificates are expired. Okay, so clients have actually gone by without even knowing that their certificates have been expired for months, even though those clients actually make regular monthly visits to the savings center. And suddenly when they find out, the savings center very calmly claims that it's not our responsibility to tell you if your, if your certificate has, respired, uh, has expired. It's your responsibility. I was like, you should have asked them, why the frack do we have our certificates and bonds with you? Why don't we just keep them at home? Why don't we invest ourselves? You are taking care of these bonds and certificates. You issue them. You renew them. You pay investment on them. You invest them for us. That is what you do. And yet you're saying that it's our responsibility to see and check if something has expired or not. Amazing. And you know, the clients have been hit by huge losses. I mean, imagine going four months without knowing that your certificate has expired. The value is in terms of lacks. The loss that you have incurred is in terms of lacks. Okay, that means hundreds and thousands of rupees, right? So, and they're just so calmly, you know, saying, oh, it's not our problem. They are so stupid and they're so unethical and they are so unprofessional that they couldn't even link your savings to your account. To your actual account you know they didn't even have that resource and this is something that belongs to the government and they're talking about centralized system and this and that you've you've become a centralized system but you still don't even know how to be attached to another account of another bank you know you do not even do any auto deposits you know into the account of the person whose savings you are investing and you know making profits from so this this is I mean look at the situation here in Pakistan that every single person is telling you that you are the one at fault for trusting them. They're literally telling you that you are the one to be blamed for trusting them to do their job. You know it's highly pathetic, highly pathetic that you have such a thing going on in Pakistan. I mean obviously now the rest of the world will begin to face it. The difference is the rest of the world because they've never faced such a thing for almost a century, um, they are not going to be able to live with that. But in Pakistan, because we have faced it for at least half a century, and it's only getting worse, so our reaction to it will be, you know, uh, that most people will say, oh yeah, well, you know, it's always happened. So what if it's happening on a larger scale now? So again, we will see how our people sleepwalk through this whole situation, you know, uh, although obviously the new generation, as I said, my generation and the new generation, we are too pissed off to sleepwalk. But unfortunately, because we are still subjugated by the older generation in the government, also we've got the older generation. And then we've got, you know, the 
the corrupt families bringing their corrupt children ahead and they're not amongst us you know so generally my generation and the younger generation we have been screwed you know forever and we have no way out and this is how the situation is getting that now we don't even uh, have a choice before pakistan was always you know effed up but you had a choice of going abroad now even if you go abroad what do you find there canada's just as effed up america's totally effed up europe is totally not livable seriously i would never consider europe livable and then you know you've got just a few islands um remaining and those islands too you've got the same corrupt elites eyeing those islands so where can one go um if you want to choose those countries which to me are always ideal those countries that are not part of your um geopolitics you know that are well away from all of this shit um the thing is that to reach those countries is not easy you don't even have any direct flights to those places you know you again have to go through half the world in order to get to that place it's not easy imagine that in the olden times when we didn't have frequent flights and we didn't have airports everywhere it was actually easier to travel and now when we've got all these means of transport it's actually more difficult to travel um th- this is you know and it's become more expensive you know it should have been cheaper now to travel but it's actually even more expensive now to travel so such is the situation right now and i think that it is really again our people's fault that we have allowed you know people to rip us off we've allowed people to be careless with our things we've allowed people to be unethical unprofessional and i think we should stop that now and for example um we have a group on facebook which is known as the voice of the customer and over there i you know you see so many people who are so fed up so frustrated on what's going on and as i said even the international companies when they come to our country they take full advantage of the situation and they also try to rip us off for example if you look at ielts first of all ielts shouldn't even be necessary in a place like pakistan where we are the third largest english speaking country in the world number 1 okay but just to make money if you do want to you know shove ielts on us at least try to be a little more honest you know in your practices um for example this girl she actually had her ielts exam in a center and she went there way before time and she was told that yes there was enough time so she she didn't have to worry and she just you know went out of the uh, lounge for like 5 minutes and when she came <clears throat> she was actually still on time she was still on time but her seat was given to somebody else and they didn't even give her a refund and they started blaming her for the fact that they did not give her the inf- the correct information because she specifically went to the reception to the desk and she asked the person you know about the timing and she specifically asked him if it was okay if she stepped out for 5 minutes and he, you know um he told her that yes there was still a lot of time nobody had entered and you know th- there was she was early and this and that and yet when she came back that person suddenly um didn't you know, refused to take responsibility for the fact that he gave her wrong information and the very conveniently you know the, the center um pinned everything on her so she's the victim and she is being pinned on the responsibility the responsibility of their fault 
their unethical behavior, their unprofessional behavior, their fault was pinned on her. And she was like, you know, and look at the, uh, uh, this is the example I'm going to show you of how our people have been in this society. That many people were telling her, oh, you know what, now you have to live with it, forget it. The, you can't do anything, you don't need to do anything, just pay all of I know it's hell of expensive, but just pay it all over again and, and do it again. You know, and I was like, what the frack is wrong with you people that even now, despite the fact that Pakistan has basically collapsed because of this attitude, both by the victims, by the, the, the witnesses, by the onlookers, by the advisors, and by the people who have created the mess, <clears throat> everybody. You know, as I said, this is something I've ranted about in the past, is how, you know, if, if you have a rickshaw wala and you bump into, the rickshaw wala bumps into you, he scrapes your car, he causes you an accident, the whole world will come around and say, oh, don't worry, he's poor, he's such a poor person, he's in a rickshaw, you're in a car, let him go. And if it is a rich dude who comes and smashes into your car, everybody's like, oh, you know, what can you do against him? He's a rich dude. You know, he'll just stomp all over you. Let him go. So let them go because they're old. Let them go because they're young. Let them go because they're rich. Let them go because they're poor. What the frack is going on in this mother fracking country? Seriously. So, you know, I, for one, have a huge problem with this. And I told her, I'm like, listen, make noise. Go and tell them, take their photos Okay, go take, make it a point to take their pictures, take their names down, ask them your questions again, repeat what happened, email British Council, email even England if you have to, and tell them what the frack are you people doing? Is this how you do business? Is this how you've decided to rip us off? That this happened and nobody's taking responsibility. I'm the victim and I'm made to take responsibility and I have to pay for it all over again. Frack you, screw you, man. And I saw that many people agreed with me that, yes, she should do something about it. And I had a huge problem with those people who were telling her, oh, you know, forget it now. Just leave it, you know. Uh, and, and some people actually even had the gall to tell her that it was her fault for trusting the, the man at the reception desk and walking out, you know, uh, for five minutes. I mean, imagine. So as I said, blaming the victim in our society, we are blaming the victim for being victimized you know this is a place where people your own banks scam you you know um to me this is nothing short of a scam what national saving center just did to its clients it's nothing short of a scam that you literally are being trusted with their investment with their money with their profits you know and you do not you say it's not your responsibility and it's not your duty to inform them if the certificate that you issue it's your certificates, you issue them. And you're saying it's not your problem and it's not your responsibility, it's not your duty to inform them that they um, that their certificates have expired, seriously? What the frack is wrong with you people? And then we have the banks again, you know, the fact that they are literally uh, playing with your money, investing your money, and then they act as if you owe them when actually they owe you. As I've said before, I think the time for rendering banking systems obsolete has come. It came a long time ago. The fact that you cannot trust banks with your money, the fact that you cannot trust the National Savings Center, which actually belongs to the state, with your money, the fact that you cannot trust anybody to take their duties and responsibilities seriously, um, that, that tells you that, you know, I think we need to go back to the old days where we literally keep cash at home, in a secret basement or something or maybe we should just go mafia style you know 
like how the mafias they've got their own private personal underground banking where everything is completely safe as it is and there is no entry and there's no way anybody can hack their system because there it's not you know digital as such and there's no way that any unknown person can approach uh, the other person's vault so i think you know we need to opt for that because there's nothing more secure than that so you know we we really need to reprioritize as i've said it time and again we need to reprioritize ourselves we need to reprioritize our, uh, our society's needs and wants and i think it's about time because as you see like even our government has already been stealing from us in the form of bills as well we are getting as i've said before we are actually our actual bill is for example look at our gas bill gas which is the cheapest resource ever in pakistan um you know where you would never get more than 1000 2000 you know um in the dead of winter now people are getting up to 60 to 80000 individuals homeowners they're getting 60 to 80000 in bill and look at our actual gas bill if you look at just my own gas bill it's 770 rupees but there's a bhatta there's a fixed rate fixed amount that i have to pay regardless of whatever my bill is they've added it into this now and that is almost 2000 rupees right is about 1500 something or 1700 something like that so imagine almost 2000 rupees is just the fixed amount the bhatta that they're the thugs are literally stealing from us that you have to give this and you know and when it comes to electricity we don't even have light even right now as i am speaking there is no light every hour every alternating hour we have power outages and yet we are paying bills for electricity that we don't get those of us who own solar systems we because of that you know they're deliberately sort of also doing it because whenever there's no light you cannot sell when you cannot sell then obviously you're not you know you're not gaining anything so if half the day you're not even selling electricity to the government what are you getting at the end of the day you're going to get billed apart from that as you know they're already trying to force solar system owners to almost give them the electricity for free and buy electricity from the government or pay bills basically to the ipps at the rate of they're trying to reach to a rate of 9000 per unit for solar peaks so, i mean imagine that for solar owners what this means that you're just you just wasted your money trying to get clean energy and trying to reduce your bills because at the end you're still going to be billed by the government so when your government is blatantly stealing from you it's understandable and it's understood there's no question about it that they need to go to war and they want you to pay for it we need to take steps against that so this is me signing out with a heart